Don't cry and wear these spectacles. So I'm really sorry. <laughs> no photo. <laughs> no paparazzi, please. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Alrighty. Good morning. Um, okay. So what I want to talk to you and forgive me. I'm going to have to read like a schoolboy because I <laughs> just couldn't memorize this in time. But um, what I want to talk to you about sort of unravelled itself upon me over the last while. Um, I've been a little bit tested and I've had to push in a little bit harder to make sure I keep on track. I tried to turn down a few different paths with this talk, but I woke up one day and just felt like holding the delete button down on Ruth's laptop. (coughs) Everything belongs to her. Um, The feeling just kept tugging at me to go in this route, so delete I did and we're going to be hearing a bit about spiritual warfare. I've wrote spiritual warfare twice, but I'll say it once (laughs) for professional courtesy. Um, I'd better start by throwing out my disclaimer, which is that this message is as much for myself as anyone. So don't feel like I'm on top of this. I'm rag, got a red tail and horns up here, so uh, it's probably more for me. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the last few weeks in particular, I've really wanted to give a bit bit more back to God. And um, surprise, surprise, the opposition's come from the cracks to keep me busy. Um, it didn't help that I tried to buy a van for work. It turned out to be a real Satan's chariot. Um, it literally tried to blow up in my face. Mind you, I shouldn't have had my face by the muffler. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, a few tests from the devil. Um, yeah, so it's been chipping away and trying to dent my spirit. Now, I know this is a time for me to grip my teeth and roll up my sleeves, but I always, it always gets a bit hard to keep the emotions at bay. After a few hits, I usually crack it, which isn't a problem either. I think Bevan told me this week, crack away at God, he loves it. And he, can, well, he mightn't love it, but he can handle it, so let him, let him deal with it. Um, anyway, I knew what was happening and I decided after each trial to press into the fight. I actually started to feel a little bit insane a few times. Um, I was getting on that power trip like, oh, I'm winning this. And um, I'd have that Nicolas Cage grin on my face a few times with the, the wild eye. Um, I hope someone else gets like that, (laughs) I'm just insane. Um, So we see in James it says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. I kept speaking this stuff over myself and that song we did a few weeks back, if you remember, it had a line, let the devil know not today. I can honestly say doing this kept me strong and I legitimately felt like every time I'd say these things over myself, I was winning a little battle over the enemy. Um, Telling myself God has the victory and staying focused on what God says about me I felt like even those situations that were going on, they weren't getting solved and, you know, they, they were still right there and, and I was in amongst it, but there was an inner strength that was growing and I felt like I'd restarting, restarted building walls against the devil, sort of in the spiritual, that had probably crumbled for years before and um, I, just, I could sort of almost visualise that spiritually I was building up walls again and starting to get a good defence going. Um, The situations that were going on were starting to lose a bit of relevance in their importance in the physical. It was clear that the fight was in the spiritual realm. That's where the devil was trying to ultimately break into me. Once that was clear, I kind of backed up, and thankfully some great talks from Al and even Jim a couple of weeks ago, they really helped me. I love what Jim was saying about the um, Spartan shields, and he was mentioning how, you know, the Spartans, you've probably heard it, but I'm going to go on about it again. Uh, they didn't build walls around their, their homes. The, the soldiers were the, the shields. They were the walls, and they'd stand in a line and stop any enemy coming towards them. And um, <clears throat> as these trials and stuff were coming against me, that really sh- shone out to me. I sort of, um, you know, even with our church, I didn't want to 
be a weak link. I didn't want to drop my guard and give the devil an in. So, yeah. Um, we've all heard when we press into God, the devil ramp up his efforts. I think I've said that twice, sorry. The upside of this is that we must be standing out in a good way in the spiritual world that the devil has to take notice of us. It's like we step up in the battleground and pick up our weapon each time we get active. When someone declares war against another one, you expect a retaliation. That's exactly what we get when we stand against the devil. In the end of the day, if we've asked God in our lives, we're on the battlefield and, um, yeah, you're in the fight. It's just how much fight you want to bring back to the table while we're in it. Um, I've got a verse from 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, if Luke wants to whip that one up there. Um, I'll read it anyway. Seems like the thing to do. <clears throat> so... Just give him a second. Two Corinthians ten three to five. Okay, I'll read it. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. <clears throat> I had a little gander at the word divine in the dictionary. That's the kind of guy I am. I like to know big words, keep the dictionary with me everywhere. And um, it actually means of or like God. Um, seemed like a pretty amazing word. And it's a pretty astounding power to have in our arsenal. Um, these weapons with divine power that God's entrusted to us as humans, they really show how important we are to the, the spiritual fight. Um, just to apply this verse to my own life, uh, especially the demolish strongholds part, it was about five years ago, um, I was at a connect group with Ruth in Casino, and um, this woman come along to the connect group, there was probably only like three or four of us there, and she come along so she stood out, and never seen her, she'd never been to our church or anything, so I had no idea who she was. But you got that vibe the whole time when, you know, when someone's looking at you and you know they want to have a word for you or something. I kept getting that feeling. And um, I was, like, pressed up against the wall. <laughs> I couldn't get away. But um, she eventually got her greedy mitts on me. And, um, yeah, she had this word that uh, chains would be broken in my family line, which really stood... Oh, I keep forgetting I'm wearing glasses. I just saw the... Back to the story. Um, yeah, chains would be broken in my family line. And... Um, it really stood out to me because it's some, I always do think about family generational stuff. It's something I sort of probably let in a bit. And um, I think there's a truth in it. I think things can set up and can follow, flow through. And um, with my family, just off the top of my head, I didn't do the numbers, but I could probably think of 10 relatives that I actually know. We're not a family that really stays in touch, but there's probably only one or two that haven't been divorced out of that group. Um, as far as Christianity goes, I think, as far as I know, I'm the first one I know in my whole family line that's sort of found God. But that's changed now. I mean, that's the amazing thing of God. He uses anyone. And um, my sisters are both saved now, and <clears throat> the rest of them are coming through pretty quick. So um, yeah, he's amazing in that way. But that verse she gave me, it just really... Well, not it wasn't a verse, it was this word she had. It just stuck with me, and um, I really took hold of it on that day when it was given to me, and um, I feel like so many chains have been broken. Um, right, I absolutely love the book of Job. Um, it's horrendous, but the ending when God answers back is just so powerful. It always gives me the shivers down the spine when uh, Job demands a response from God, and um, 
yeah, I don't know if he wanted it after God gave it back, but we only have to read this to see that these trials and battles we face, they're not solely happening for our time here on earth. Um, it's like we're living two lives at the same time and we need to be aware of, aware of the importance of the spiritual fight we're in. Uh, Job's one of those stories, uh, you genuinely feel sorry for the guy. I think uh, sometimes what I'm thinking about, I think, oh God, you could have just struck down the devil right then and there and given this guy a break, but he'd had a few breaks, I guess. Um, but I think the victory against the devil is just so powerful when God can show him that his children, us humans, can stand against him. Um, in the spiritual realm, I think heaven would be cheering every time and um, you know, take something off the devil. I think we can take a bit of heart when we're under attack here on earth that Job's traumatic experience was not showing God's glory in his earthly state. If anything, I'd, I'd say people would have been looking at Job and thinking, I don't want to know about his God. He, he's letting him down here, but... Um, it was definitely happening so God could win a spiritual battle against hell and once that victory was won, God restored him. Uh, while this battle against Job was happening, the heavens are watching. I've been through that and they're watching us too. Um, we're not fighting these spiritual battles alone. Uh, in the battle, you're always stronger fighting or defending with another soldier by your side. Even when Jesus sent out his disciples, he sent them out in pairs knowing that alone they'd be easy pickings for the devil. So he always sends someone with you to keep that fellowship and stronghold obviously god and the angels are fighting for us too i sometimes think back to when i got saved i was 19 and um yeah i always get this thought that you know it took so long for him to find me and um was he just waiting for me to come around before he'd reveal himself to me but i'm sure he wasn't i'm sure um he was fighting spiritual battles left right and center for me because i was into some stuff no nothing weird but you know whatever was dragging with me he was enough to break off and um there's no doubt he'd be fighting so many spiritual battles to, just to get to me on the night he found me. Um, we as a church, we're stronger together. We come a, a body fully equipped in the armour needed for this battle. If one of us is struggling and you know their defences are down, you can intercede with prayer or encouragement. Or even trust that one of those good old kicks up the backside will get you moving. Um, that's just me personally. <laughs> She's a hefty size five. Um, yeah, I, I, I was sort of, when I was writing this up, I was sort of picturing myself from up here, and it looks exactly as I thought. And um, I, was, I was picturing us in spiritual armour, and I think, what a sight that must be. And in the spiritual, that's how we're seen, I think. You know, if I looked upon any guys here in the spiritual armour, I'd be blown away. I'd, I wouldn't mess with you. Hopefully I don't anyway. But, um, yeah... This is what the devil sees, and that's why he's threatened, because what God can do through us is a real threat to him. Um, Pauline, I don't want to pick on you, but you were the one I mainly saw, so sorry. Um, yeah, you just kept jumping in my mind as I was thinking about this, and um, yeah, I just want to say I'm so glad to be in the battle with you, because you, know, you have such a warmth and a love, and um, that's great for bringing people in, but I also see such an inner strength in you, and um, yeah, just thought I'd throw that in off the, the topic, sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about a movie. I won't endorse the movie. It's probably... It's not PG or... It might be M. It's only M. But I won't endorse it. But um, it's a Brad Pitt movie called Legends of the Four. And... Um, <laughs> Brad Pitt, come on. How good is he? Um, yeah, it's got that big brother element to it, and I really love that. And um, he, there's three brothers. There's Brad Pitt, the older brother, and there's a young brother. And World War One's coming up around the bend. Brad Pitt's obviously a cowboy. He's riding his horse, 
careless of the world. And um, the older brother, he's dead set against the war. The young brother, he's gung-ho. He goes off and signs up and uh, enlists himself. And, um, you know, without hesitation, Brad Pitt and the older brother, from having no interest at all in this war, were right there. They signed up. They wanted to go and protect their brother. So, um, yeah, just a little analogy as Christians, you know, let's be there for each other. Let's want to get each other's backs and, um, yeah, protect each other. Uh, so we need to continually equip ourselves and ask God for what you need as the devil will try to attack us where we're weak. Uh, a quick little football example. Uh, Robert will like this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Glad you're here, Rob. Um, yeah, in, in rugby, I follow rugby league. Um, you've got your five-eighth and your half-back, and in your defensive line, I don't follow it that much, but I follow it enough. Um, you've got your five-eighth and your half-back, and they're generally your weakest defender, unless it's Andrew Johns. He was, he was a great defender. In general, they're usually the weak link. So what the, the opposition does, they target them. They'll, they'll make sure they line up a, a big forward or a stronger runner at the smaller player because that's the weak link in the defence and they'll target that. Um, to counter this, the, the weaker defender will always have a stronger forward on his inside to make sure he's there to cover him. Same thing. It's the analogy of Legends of the Fall again, but it's a good one. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start talking about... Uh, the armour of God. I know we've all heard this a lot, but never hurts to hear it again. Um, so if I can get a verse up, Lukey, it's Ephesians six eleven to 17. Let's have a quick swig while we're getting that. Okay, we got it up there. I don't know, this could be from... I read from the message a fair bit, so this could be from that. I wrote it so quickly. Um, But slowly, I'm a slow typer. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. After you've done everything to stand, a um, bit like Job's situation, um, I think he was picked out because he was ready for the attack that was coming. You know, he had things in order, and when it came against him, all hell broke loose. But you know, by the end of it, he stood again. And um, yeah, back to the verse: Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, <clears throat> with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Um, Good time for the disclaimer before I get into this. (laughs) It's for me too. Um, So I got some diagrams. This first one is what I sort of pictured as a soldier, as a warrior with armour. I might have drawn it. (laughs) It didn't quite line up with what a soldier really looks like. So I got you as a good one as well. Yeah, there he is. Look at that guy. Wow. I wouldn't take him on. Um, Well, I would because I got God, but... (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so trying to resist the devil on our own earth-based strengths will never do the trick. So the Bible tells us to apply these spiritual armours. The helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation is symbolised to protect our minds. There's other pieces of armours to protect from attacks we see coming. The helmet is used for the sneak attacks. Unlike a shield where it's there to cop a beating, um, 
I was thinking a little thing to go with that. In modern life, like uh, a motorbike rider, um, he doesn't put his helmet on when he goes for a ride and think, um, I'll be landing on my head today. <laughs> you know, it's there in case he falls off. Um, same thing as a cricketer. You wear, I've never seen a cricketer with his helmet like ducking into the ball to hit it with his head. Like It's there for that odd occasion something goes wrong. Um, yeah, so I've got to catch up to myself. Um, sorry. Our, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Our mind, for the most part, is the smart part. Clearly mine's not. That was a great part to come back in. Um, so we need to have our thoughts and beliefs lined up with God's. So when the devil sneaks in, we know better. We all know the devil, how the devil works. He'll try and put doubt, thoughts and temptations in our head. He'll make us feel unworthy of what God's already declared as ours. So we need to hold on to God's assurance. He died to defeat sin, so don't listen to the devil when he says otherwise. Okay, the belt of truth. <clears throat> I'd like to say my belt of truth is a size 31. <laughs> But you've probably all got your helmets of salvation on and know I'm a liar. <laughs> we know the first ever encounter with the devil, he's a liar. Um, he got Eve straight up. You know, he started his run off with lies, so say no more. Hold on to God's truth. The word, his victory, his blood covering our sin, his mercy. Uh, <clears throat> the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, we see modern-day body armour like a bulletproof vest. It's there to stop attacks penetrating deep into us, protecting organs like the heart. Uh, we can let God in intimately to comfort and heal us. Uh, not always physically. I definitely see my own body like a bit of a jeep. I put it through the ringer out there. Um, that's why I wear jeans. My knees are shot. <laughs> God knows these shells are short term. It's hard for us when right now we need them. Um, but God really cares about our hearts that's where hurt and pain are held deep, and he needs to be allowed in to mend us with this. Uh, the shield of faith. <clears throat> Here we use our faith in God and his victory. I let myself down in this one all the time. Um, all these, actually. Uh, another good time for the disclaimer. <laughs> but it beats me sometimes. I have no trouble, and I even from going from knowing nothing about God, I could believe in a God I couldn't even see. Um, I can look at the highest mountain in the world, not physically yet, but I've seen pictures. And um, I have no trouble knowing that God formed it. Um, I can look at the sun, although I don't recommend it. Um, but other things like Jonah living in a whale, uh, <laughs> it does my head in. Um, a family member who wouldn't know God coming to know God, it just seems... I put it in sort of a different basket to these incredible things that should have already convinced me that this, you know, face there. And... Um, yeah, so back to the armour. A lot of it protects in close combat. The shield stops arrows from afar. For us, this is spiritual attack. This is where we lean back on our faith in God and his promises. Um, stand firm on the gospel of peace. So I've got a couple of pictures. First one's my view of a <laughs> gladiator's sandal. If I can get that one up, Luke. I actually tried to wear these a while back. I was told it was fashionable. And... Uh, <laughs> I didn't quite pull it off. <laughs> anyway, horrendous on the battlefield. <laughs> I couldn't even walk around Lismore in them. I was slipping everywhere. I think it was Dewey, though. <laughs> Give me credit. Um, the next picture I've got, take a geese at these bad boys. Wow. That's what the soldiers were wearing. They got nails driven through them. Um, this is just... Oh, 
<laughs> they're therapeutic. <laughs> when they would finish a day's battle, they'd flip them upside down and um, get tetanus. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've got these huge nails driven through them. They're there to drive into the mud and stop the enemy from pushing them back. Um, the other interesting thing I thought about these stylish sandals is that quite obviously they're not for running away. <laughs> so, um, obviously these soldiers would go into battle, they're not going to run, they're there to stand their ground and take, a, you know, take their stand against the devil. Um, yeah, that's like us, we're here to dig into a fight and it's going to be tough and gritty but um, let's put them awful sandals on. Um, we need to be sure of what we're standing upon, having our faith in God, not in our own works, which will crumble under pressure. All these things are here to help us uh, in this. <clears throat> That's why none of us have it all together and why, as a body, we stand behind each other, supporting. Um, I said I didn't follow any sport but rugby league, but um, sorry there's so much sport in this if you hate sport too. Um, just seems they're good analogies. But... Um, I had some mates playing rugby union when I was in high school. I thought, oh, I'll give that a go. It couldn't be much different to rugby league. Within minutes, um, penalties left. I didn't even know what I was doing. I stepped on the field and the whistle went. <laughs> I, I didn't know the rules one bit. Um, the biggest trouble for me, I think I bought roller skates because every time I went into a tackle, I was just going backwards. <laughs> I am pretty puny, but still... Um, yeah, well, God loves us so much and he wants us in heaven for eternity with him. So we can still put on the slippers of relaxation and get the golden ticket into heaven. But we're called for more than that. We're God's army. We're here for a fight. Um, finally, the sword of the spirit. Of all the armour, this is the one piece that's used for offence, not defence. It's the word of God in the Bible. It has power. It's living and active. Um, I like what Al was saying the other week. Um, I'm stealing a lot of Al, but he's good. <coughs> um, He's saying, you know, it's the one book you read and it talks back to you. I just thought that was so cool. I thought, you know, I can't think of how many times I've read something in the morning and I was like, whoa, that, you know, probably a million people were like, that's, that's for me. But I'd be like, wow, that's for me. How did he know? And that's just because it's alive. It knows what we need. Um, just quickly, I'll read from Hebrews 4.12 just to go with that. Got to get a few verses in here. <coughs> I'll just go for it. Or should I wait? I'll wait. It seems nice. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So all this armour is heavenly. It's made in heaven, but it's for our use here on earth. So to finishing up... um, Doing life together as Christians and seeing the importance of our strength as a body is pivotal... Um, I took a few weeks off once to go to America and um, I felt like I got cold, bitter and evil. <laughs> That's not true, I just wanted to say it. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I liked what Al said one week. It's because we need, we need each other. Um, I liked what Al said one week again. Gee, I love what he says. Well, you, can, you can sit at home, listen to the best worship in the world or the best preacher, but there's a real power in being together as a body and... Um, in worship, you know, coming together, it's more powerful as a body, it's more powerful and will be built up. So, um, yeah, that's it. I've preached it. Um, <laughs> I think I've went long enough. I'll pray for us. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your gracious love. Um, we thank you for giving us these spiritual armors that without them we'd be fried down here. Um, Lord, I thank you for provision. I thank you for grace. And 
Uh, Lord, I pray that something that was said today will be useful and um, that we'll take heart of these things. And Lord, that we'll see ourselves as more than just uh, struggling humans, that we have an inbuilt power from you, that we can be so active and so used down here. And um, Lord, I pray for a rise. I pray that as a body we'll just be stronger and come together and just each one of us knows we've got each other's backs and we love each other and care for each other the way you want us to, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. You are released.